MSW Media. Hey, this is Tiffany Thiessen, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. This is what we're drinking with and done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. I am Dan Dunn, and I am pumped up today. Big guest on the show, the latest partner in the Espanita tequila brand. Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide himself, is going to be on this show. Man, that makes me want to get up and dance. Yeah, that's it. That's how I do it. That's how I roll. Man, I can't wait. I already did the interview with Pitbull, and and it was a lot of fun, and, and I can't wait for you to hear it. In addition to Pitbull, later in the show, I'm going to lay down some quick reviews of new adult beverages. But first, since we're going to be talking with Pitbull about his partnership with Espanita Tequila, I want to regale you with a story about the place where tequila comes from, Mexico. I'll take you back. About 20-some years ago, I was living in Arizona, and I ventured over the border into a dusty Mexican town called Nogales. It's not a very glamorous place, Nogales, but back then anyway, it was of great interest to many American citizens in the Southwest, primarily because of the large number of shops there that provide easy access to cheap pharmaceuticals such as Viagra, Cialis, Levitra. And by the way, why pay more for a Woody would make for a great commercial hook, wouldn't it? Just throwing that out there. They also sell plenty of heart medication down in Nogales, no doubt because all that chemically assisted sex takes its toll on old geezers' tickets. Oh yeah, and you know what else? 18-year-old kids from Arizona go there all the time on the weekends because they can legally drink. Now, I'm hoi polloi to the core, so when I was down there 20-some years ago, I spent the bulk of my time in Nogales talking to real Mexicans in the hopes of discovering the real best way to enjoy tequila. Really, I did. For real. Now, my Spanish is limited to asking directions of the toilet and ordering shitty beer, so it took a great deal of effort to discover that there's more to tequila than meets the margarita. Eventually, with the help of a most affable and adorable translator, I procured what I was after from a local bartender who attested that real Mexicans love the Vampiro, combination of tequila, lime juice, squirt soda, if you want, instead of lime juice, and sangrita. Even mixed one up for me, which I found to be muy excelente. See, I was kidding. I got Spanish in my arsenal. You know, especially if you want to keep it real. So on that same trip, I ventured into a little shop where, while surveying the contents of a makeshift display case, I saw a shellacked frog standing upright on its hind legs playing the congas. It's about six inches tall. When the shop owner informed me that the frog had indeed once been a real alive frog, well, I simply had to have it, so I bought it. For $8. If you check my social media at the Imbiber, I'll actually post a picture of this frog. I still own it. 
Later that day at a squalid watering hole in Nogales called Bar La Cava, my then roommate, who was known as Bottom Feeder, suggested I should have bought the whole band. Now, he was referring to the saxophone, bass, and drum-playing shellacked dead frogs that were also offered for sale at that shop, but without a lead singer, I figured it was pointless. And tossing back a stiff shot of tequila, I told Bottom Feeder as much. Fucking singers, he mumbled. Then he swallowed several shots of tequila in rapid succession, and I noted for the record that he looked oddly at home there in Mexico, and this was a guy who didn't seem at home in many places. Oh, but by the way, days later when I was back in Arizona, I, I picked up this book by Elizabeth Lacey called The Complete Frog, A Guide for the Very Young Naturalist. Now, in it, Lacey wrote that, quote, because frogs are so delicious to so many efficient hunters, it is not surprising to learn that their lives are seldom very long, end quote. Now, nowhere in that book did Elizabeth Lacey mention the number of frogs whose lives are cut short only to become freak collectibles. Now, I suppose Lacey never hauled her ass down the Nogales. If she had, she would have discovered that mutilated frogs are by no means the only bizarre goods for sale in that dusty Mexican border town. In fact, when I was there back then, it's safe to say that just about everything and everybody in Nogales was for sale, including goodies such as bathroom-tiled night tables, authentic Mexican ponchos, embroidered with, what else, NFL logos, wood-carved field mice, and the town's best-selling item, uncut vanilla. Hell, I bought a five-gallon drum of the stuff, and I, I have no idea what happened to it, but I had to have one simply because I was able to haggle the price down to $20, which is what a trip to Nogales seemed to be all about. The exhilaration of haggling for worthless goods and services you'd otherwise never dream of owning. In Nogales, haggling is the quintessential form of social contact and can earn the most diligent shoppers either the utmost respect or the utter disdain of the people they deal with. More importantly, Haggling affords you the opportunity to say things like, how much for that seven-foot-tall wood-carved blessed mother? The guy wanted 65 bucks. I offered him 20. 45. 25. 30. Ha! I'll take it. It was as if I'd stolen the perfect Christmas gift for my mother right out from under that son of a bitch's nose. It was only later that I realized that all I'd come away with was a rather grotesque and an inordinately heavy religious bauble that would almost certainly spell the end of my mother-son relationship if I ever chose to ship it back to her in Philadelphia. And it was no easy task, mind you, negotiating the crowded streets of Nogales saddled with a shellacked conga-playing dead frog, a five-gallon drum of pure uncut vanilla, a seven-foot wood-carved blessed mother, and bottom feeder who'd thrown back one too many shots of tequila. I enlisted the help of a young Mexican boy so slight that his baseball cap seemed to weigh him down. But he was eager, so I let him carry the frog. A sympathetic gesture I figured might uh, give me a needed karma boost somewhere down the line. At some point, Bottom Feeder motioned toward a decrepit old donkey, inexplicably covered with black paint splotches. It was a most unusual photo opportunity, to say the least, but Bottom Feeder insisted I needed a picture with the painted barrow. It'll help me capture the true Mexican flavor, he told me. Now, I was already convinced that vanilla was the true Mexican flavor, but running low on culturally enhancing options, I donned a sombrero and gingerly climbed aboard the old barrow. Hector was his name. And I recall feeling really good as I sat astride Hector posing for that Polaroid. I was a footloose American in a bona fide Mexican border town. I'd come, I'd seen, and I'd haggled. 
even if my efforts to barter away the seven-foot-tall woodcarved blessed mother for the Polaroid proved futile. The photographer demanded four dollars for it, as Hector looked away impassively. But this statue is worth sixty-five dollars, I told him, offering to trade him straight up. No, senor, he said. Okay, what about the vanilla, then? No, senor. Fine. How about the frog, I implored. He looked long and hard at my musically attuned amphibian, then shook his head and countered, No lo quiero sin el cantante. I don't want it without the singer. Fucking singers, I thought. Let's get the hell out of here. And speaking of singers, now it's time to get to my interview with the one, the only, Pitbull. Joining me now is Grammy-winning artist, entrepreneur, an education advocate, and a spirits industry heavyweight in the making. He's had dozens of international number one hits, gold, platinum certifications. He's sold over 80 million singles, 15 billion views on YouTube. He is also a philanthropist who has done a lot and it helped establish the sports leadership arts and management. It's a tuition program for kids. You know what? I'm just going to bring him on and, and we'll just talk about all this stuff. He's Mr. Worldwide himself, Armando Christian Perez, also known as Pitbull. How are you, man? Yeah, what's going on, buddy? It's good to talk to you, brother. And uh, I should tell everybody the reason we, we are talking is how this connection was made is you recently got involved with the tequila brand. Uh, want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we got involved with a, a brand called Espanita. And it was brought to me by one of my business partners. And I happened to take, you know, I, I get a lot of products from a lot of people. And I happened to take the bottle that night and have a couple drinks and I was like, Whoa, this is some real good, really good tequila happened to be about two weeks go by. I really didn't hear anything. I don't know what had happened between the, the transaction, but a good friend of mine hits me up and they're like, Hey, we're invested in this tequila company that I heard that, you know, they send you some product. And I said, man, crazy enough. I, I love the tequila, had a great night on the tequila. So what's going on? And next thing you know, a law of attraction, the world is that small. And we ended up becoming partners. And I look forward to the journey. I've been great partners. And uh, the tequila's been great. I actually have, you know, little John, he, he's become a big fan of, of the Espanita Blanco. So little by little, I'm, I'm sending it off into the industry so that they can try, uh, so they can see how good the tequila is. Well, I can tell you, uh, I took my research seriously this weekend and uh, got it. You, you yeah. were kind enough to send me some product and, I, uh, I, I imbibed the tequila <laughs> all weekend long <laughs> and I can, I can report that it is as good as advertised. It's delicious. I made a, I made a margarita with it and I was drinking it neat and it's just, it's a really, uh, especially at that price point, man, like this is, you know, and that's a nice thing to see. I mean, you're, you're pr kind of in the like $30 range, 30 to $35 range, right? Yeah. We want to make sure that everybody can enjoy it. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be high end. This is more about people having fun, partying, escaping, you know, losing their mind on the tequila. And then the next day you feel good also. You know, that's a big thing with me uh, traveling the world and having late nights or uh, I would say sometimes it's two to three shows a day where I'm getting do the show, jump off stage, jump on a plane, next show. So the recovery rate has to be good. 
So when you got a good product that you know you can enjoy, and then at the same time, the next day function, <laughs> that's definitely a plus. That helps. So everybody knows out there, you've got you've got a Blanco, a Reposado, and an Añejo, and how that works, usually the Blanco tequilas are not going to spend any time in barrel, but by law, it's, it's two months or less, but generally they don't. A Reposado is two months to a year, and then the Añejo is over a year. Do you have a, Armando, do you have a, a preference uh, for which expression of the tequila you like best? So Little John's favorite is Blanco. My favorite is Reposado. Reposado is, is the one that I have the, the best the best time on. They all taste good. Añejo's great too, but Añejo just hits me a little harder. <laughs> I hear you, man. And, you know, generally with me, with tequila, I don't like a lot of wood on the tequila. I, I'd rather, rather that in my whiskeys because I really enjoy the flavor of the agave, and I think that that expresses itself best in a Reposado or a Blanco. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you on that because when it comes to tequila, I'm more of a shots guy. I'm not, you know, hook it up with a cocktail. That's not really me. But to have a, a, a nice couple of shots, nice chill with some lime and salt on the side, you know, that's, that's my kind of party. Now, do you, uh, when, you're, when you're performing, is the, the tequila before the show or after the show? Hey, I take a little bit before the show. You know, I do a little, I do my, my, my favorite cocktail is vodka, which is Voli 305 with water and lime. That keeps me nice and hydrated. Take a, I say about a shot or two of that Espanita and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the Voli. You sent that as well. I also got into that and it's a delicious vodka. And also, and this is really an interesting venture you got going on. You, you're getting into the Mamawana game. You want to tell us a little bit about Mamawana? Yeah, so Mamawana, that, that is a company that we're doing business with called Candela. And uh, Mamawana is, is a drink in the Dominican. Oh, lost you there. Good drink. It's actually medicinal also, too. You know, if you have a cold or if you get certain symptoms, you take some mamahuana with that. Because the way mamahuana starts or the tradition of it is its roots, they put it in, they put it in a bottle, then they curate it with red wine or, or ferment it, and then they take out the red wine, they drop rum, and they drop honey in it. And that's basically the ingredients to mamahuana. So now with Candela, they've packaged Mama Juana. They make it in Dominican Republic. So now we're able to take Mama Juana, Mama Juana and its legendary story and tradition all around the world. And, and that goes to also, Dan, what we're doing is, you know, me being Cuban American, first generation Cuban American, one of the biggest companies in the world is Bacardi. And what they did is they started to create a portfolio. So that's what, what's been the goal of mine being in the spirits business now for for 10 years, being able to purchase Voli 305 and rebuild it, rebrand it, which this was the year that we were going to do that, but, you know, clearly things have happened, which led us to an amazing opportunity with Espanita. And then Espanita, then we have, you know, Candela. So we're building our own portfolio little by little also. You know, and there are there are no shortage of celebrities in the in the adult beverage game. What I would imagine probably positions you is you, you seem to have an, a limitless supply of energy, which you're going to need yeah. in this because, you know, frankly, I'm sure you, you know, you got to get out there and you got to hustle, man. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition in the spirits business. Would you, would you say that's been your experience so far? Oh, definitely. And the thing is that I've, I've gotten a chance to see people that have gotten involved with spirits before the celebrities really got into it and understood, you know, how lucrative it could be. I didn't get involved with it for it to be lucrative. There's no hidden agenda here. You know, we're, we're here to generate, but I'm doing it more from a tradition standpoint to build something that I've seen in my culture has been built and been around for over a hundred years when it comes to Bacardi. So this is something that I'm building for a generational 
uh, wealth as far as for the kids, 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 and to be able to, you know, anything that we've been very blessed to generate, we've always given back and find a way to get involved with great initiatives, which leads to why we have 11 schools now, SLAMs, which are not tuition-based, by the way, uh, Dan. They're public charter schools. This is for the kids that need it most. You're talking about 97% of these kids are on free lunch. So it's, it's the neighborhoods that, that need opportunity the most. And anything that we get involved with that generates and goes to another level, we're always giving back. And that, to me, is what every I – don't, I don't consider myself a celebrity. I consider myself a hard worker. But for everybody out there that's a certain level of celebrity, it shouldn't be a responsibility to give back. It should be an obligation. And that's why we get involved with any opportunity that we possibly can to be able to generate and give back. Was that something that was – Early on, you imagined, you know, someday I'm, I don't, I don't imagine you thought if I'm going to make it, you knew you were going to make it. Was that something you knew early on that you wanted to give back? Well, for one, I'm a big believer in you never make it, you know, <laughs> this never stops. It's all about maintaining it. But early on, I would always go to the schools and go speak to kids. You know, I've been in the game now for 20 years. So I signed my first contract. I was about I would say 18, 17, 18 years old with uh, Lucy Campbell from Two Live Crew here in Miami. And the minute that I got records on the radio, records in the streets, records in the clubs, I was in the, student, in the schools speaking to the kids because I didn't graduate from high school. I went to about 25 different schools, but a teacher changed my life. And all it took was that teacher to tell me that, that she believed in me. So, yes, the minute I've always found a way to give back to the community, give back to the kids that, that needed the most because... You never know what word, saying, or slogan you may say, a gem or a jewel that you drop that somebody picks up and it changes their life. And that, to me, is priceless. Did you ever get a chance to uh, say thank you to that teacher? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she came to the school and everything. I'm still friends with her. And, you know, you know, the funny thing is, Dan, her name is Hope, Hope Martinez. So she was a big part of my hope and journey, you know? Well, you, you grew up in, in a tough area in Miami, right? Raised by your mother. Yeah. You discovered music early on. And, and from what I've seen from your story is you were, you were hustling, man. You, you kept going. To, there was a DJ and I watched a video and you kept going to that guy and saying, how about this song? How about this song? How about this song? And he's like, you're getting yep. there, you're getting there. And then you finally got one. What was that like when you finally got that, that first song on the radio? You know, I tell people all the time, and you know, in Miami, I've been raised in, in good Good neighborhoods, bad neighborhoods, worse neighborhoods. So I've gotten a chance to really see a full scope and full spectrum of different ways of living, which allowed me to be able to adapt to any environment around the world and allowed me to make global music. As far as with that DJ you're talking about, that's called, his name is DJ Lance. He's like an uncle to me now. I've known him for 20 years since I got in the game. And I have these three P's that I tell people all the time that equal success, which is patience, passion, and perseverance. So all I did was take constructive criticism, listen, and go back to the to the drawing board every time that he told me, hey, look, man, this is cool, but this ain't going to cut it. And sure enough, just kept coming back, kept coming back, kept being, kept being persistent, not annoying, persistent. There's a big difference. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And sure enough, I had a record that's called Oye, and Oye ended up on the Fast and Furious number two, the second movie that they did down here in Miami with John Singleton, and he rested in and rest in peace, rest in paradise, and that that basically broke my career. And then it's it's been a uh, what a career it's been. I, I was watching some of the how was the Vegas residency that looked like a uh, that looked like a hoot. 
it was a lot of fun, my friend. And you know what they say, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And I say what happens in Miami never happens. So <laughs> put those two together. Imagine what that looked like. What has this been like for you? You know, I was watching some footage of the concerts. There's so much energy and you've got so. What has it been like having this all stop and come to a screeching halt like it has? I mean, do you, do you, are you hopeful that we're going to get out of this soon or how are your feelings on this? No, I mean, I'm, I'm always hopeful and I'm always optimistic. I'm also always aware and educating myself with the things that's going on around the world. And, and uh, I would say the real numbers and what's going on, you know, the only thing that I'm, how can I say, disappointed in is the way news is getting handled now. And it's just a constant program of negative and negative and negative and scare and fear and fear and fear, whether it's the major networks or, or social platforms, you know, and that, that's the part that I'm very disappointed about. Now, as far as does God close the door to all? Absolutely. Is this the time that you see who's are, who are survivors, you know, who, who can actually survive and who is survival of the fittest? You know, we're, we're living Darwin's theory as we speak, but with everything that I've been through in life, this is just another time to recreate, reinvent, reboot, recharge, and challenge yourself, take risk, and then somehow, some way, I don't know how it works out, but it works out. <laughs> now, how has it been challenging with the spirits? You know, I, I, you're not able to go out and do any on-premise stuff or any of that, but I mean, has the brand, how is the brand surviving this? Yeah, so as far as that, that you know, Patrick and, and Marino over at Double Eagle with Espanita have done a, a phenomenal job with the tequila and in these times. So they're basically spearheading and point guard as far as everything that we got going on. Uh, learning a lot from them and they've been great partners, but it's all about pivoting and being able to absorb what the, you know, the new future looks like, what the new world looks like. And and it's going to be constantly changing. So as long as you can pivot quick and, and I would say seize opportunity, I think that the brands will not, I think, I know that the band, the brands will continue to grow. I got a, a new segment I'm going to introduce here, Armando. It's called three songs, three drinks. I'm going to name three songs, All right. and I want you to tell me the first thing that pops in your head that you would want. It could be any, any, anything you would want to drink to pair with that song. You ready? Hit me. First song is Timber. Timber. Oh, it's going down. So for Timber, I definitely do a, a couple of shots of Espanita El Reposado. Sign me up. Nice chilled with salt on the rim and some lime. Beautiful. What about Time of Our Lives? See, Timber Relax is more of a cocktail drink. You know, that, that I, I had to have me some, you know, what I love to drink, which is, we call it a bolito. That's vodka water and some lime, because you want to have the time of your life. That means you got to be able to have, to be able to hang the whole night. <laughs> okay. Now, this is not one of yours, but growing up in Miami, I'm sure you're familiar with the song, Rhythm is Gonna Get You. Be drinking with that. The rhythm is gonna get you. Oh, definitely. I mean... That I'd have to do since it's Miami, Rhythm is going to get you, and clearly it's an iconic group that has opened a lot of doors for me uh, with, uh, with, with Gloria and, and Emilio and the Miami Sound Machine. I would have to do a cool alibi to that. I would have to do some rum, a little splash of coke, and some lime to that one right there. Who, who have been, you mentioned it, Gloria, Stefan, Miami Sound Machine. Who have been, who were some of the, in your formative years, the biggest influences on you and as a performer? And as a uh, creator of just everything you do, who were your biggest influences coming up? Uh, my biggest influence when it comes to Miami, I mean, you have, like I said, Gloria and Emilio Stefan, 
not only in the music side opened a lot of doors, but they also taught us how to do business and become entrepreneurs. And on the Spanish side, one of my favorite, may she rest in paradise, Celia Cruz. She's the, the queen of Cuba. Then you have, on the English side, what has been influential to me, uh, Tular Crew, being that, you know, we're the home of the bass music down here in Miami. And on the hip-hop side, you have people such as Big, Biggie Smalls is my favorite, Notorious B.I.G., and Jay-Z, Nas, Snoop. And these are all guys, Tupac, that opened my mind to music from another uh, at another level and showed me how music brings everybody together and unites everybody. It doesn't divide people. And that's what hip-hop has been, you know, because hip-hop, the reason that there's really no color to hip-hop as far as black, white, pink, purple, orange, Asian, Hispanic, you name it, whatever it is. I, I believe in one race and one race only. That's the human race. Hip-hop brought everybody together through poverty. So if you were growing up in situations and you were in on Section 8, food stamps, no light, no water, no food, we were each other's therapists through music. And music has been my savior. And that's why, I mean, that's the reason I'm having this conversation with you right now. Music created the opportunity for me to be able to be an owner and partner spirit. And motivate those out there and let them know that anything absolutely possible. I tell people all the time, in the word impossible, it's possible. <laughs> there you go. I got it. My, uh, my uh, friend's daughter, Frida, she's yeah. a huge fan. She's in Brooklyn, New York. She wanted me to ask you a question. So I promised her I would do all this. Right. And she, she said, have you ever... <laughs> Have you ever been to Antarctica? <laughs> well, first of all, one of our business partners, she's a very powerful, sophisticated, smart woman, beautiful. Also, her name is Frida. You know, has been working with us for close to 10 years. So that's that's ironic right there. Yeah. So I think this is a, this is a setup for you. I'm going to you'll you'll see what it means in a minute. Have you been to Antarctica? No, I have not been to Antarctica. <laughs> so then she's the follow up question is, if not, are you truly Mr. Worldwide? <laughs> you know what? I, I still need to put in a little bit of work. <laughs> Crazy, you got to tell Frida that. The biggest room in the world is for improvement, so it looks like I still got room to go. <laughs> Did you ever imagine, Armando, like being when you were growing up in the situation that you grew up in? I, I Obviously, you had a lot of drive, but did you ever imagine you were going to reach these heights? It was going to be like this? No, to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't lie to you. In no way, shape, or form would I imagine where we're at, what we've done, and how we've motivated the planet one way or another. It is a true blessing. It's a true honor. And that's why I continue to just stay, stay simple, stay humble, and, and learn every day, to be honest with you. So, and God knows where this goes from now. There's a saying that says, you know, they used to say the sky's the limit until I figured out this footprint's on the moon. So there's still room to go. <laughs> And it, in ter- so everybody out there loves Espanita is the tequila. It is delicious. Do you have a, do you have a, I knew you said you're not really a cocktail guy, but are there, is there a favorite cocktail that you do have with the tequila? As far as the tequila, eh, what I do, especially on wild nights and having a great time out there, you know, in international waters, I'll do a good blood Mary with it. With the tequila, with the reposado. With the reposado, yes. How are you drinking the mamawana? I just I was just having it on. I'll tell you what I I was pounding that stuff on on the rocks and it was going down easy. Yeah, Mama Juana, you do it like that. Just chilled on the rocks, little by little. Boom! That'll that <laughs> that'll creep up on you, and you and you'll have a great time. <laughs> well, you know that they say Mama Juana is supposedly an aphrodisiac, right? 
Yep, it's also an aphrodisiac, and and there's also marijuana in, in Dominican Republic that they do it with, with uh, how can I put it, oysters in the bottle, and they find sea basically all sea life in it, and that really gets you going. That one we haven't uh, bottled up yet. <laughs> I, I think I've ha- I've but, been to the DR a few times, and I think I've had it that way as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll that'll definitely get you going. But marijuana, it does it on the bottle. We cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> no, <laughs> nights on Mama Juana. Do you want to? Is there a way for people to get involved in terms of the, what you're doing with the kids with the with the uh, with Slam? Is there a, a website somewhere people can go if they want to get involved? Oh yeah, they can check it out. Uh, it's Slam uh, Public Charter Schools. It'll, it'll pop up as far as all. We have them in Miami, Tampa, Boca, West Palm, two in Nevada, one in Atlanta, San Antonio. We just got approved in Arizona and Alabama. And as far as them getting involved, more than anything, I'd love for them to get motivated to see, wow, the real revolution is education. And especially in today's day and age with, uh, with so much information that you really don't know what's what. To be, to be able to help these kids that need it the most and get them prepared for what the future looks like. To me, like I told you before, it's a part of the legacy. It's priceless. And it's a true honor to be able to be doing that. And the last three years, we have graduated at 100%. We have graduated at 100% the last three years. So not only, is it, not only is it a great initiative, it's a productive one. Well, good on you, man, for doing that. I, I, and thank you for doing this show. Uh, it's really great to talk to you. Uh, your energy and your enthusiasm for life is, is, is infectious, man. And this, uh, you got some good spirits. You got the Volivac, you got the Espanita Tequila Candela, Mama Juana. And I got to imagine there's some more coming down the line from you soon. And I look forward to that. And I hopefully will have you back on again to uh, anytime you want to come on and promote, man. We're welcome here. Hey, Dan, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much also for taking the time and also for taking the time and trying the product. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. But I, I look forward to meeting you in person. Hopefully when this all opens up, you know, you can come and check out one of the shows and we can have a couple of shots together. Do me a favor and make sure that Espanita is the, the one leading the way on the article and the headline and the whole nine because they're really the one that's, that's going to take everything we got to the next level. Absolutely, man. Pitbull, everybody. Pitbull. Folks, I've never admitted this on the show before, but I'm a guy. Yeah, it's true. And as a guy, I'm here to tell you that so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. Treatments start at just $10 per month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. That's right, free. How? Well, if you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash drinking to receive your first month of treatment for free. Take care of your hair, and your hair will take care of you. It's true. I've had long conversations about my hair, and all it wants me to do is just be there for it. Okay. What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, new products. Okay, so we're going to start with something that contains no alcohol, which is not the norm on this show. I got an email a while back that began, Drink Your Meditation With Moment, a new natural botanical beverage that bottles the feeling of meditation in a can. Okay, so my first thought was, oh boy, here's something I could have a field day making fun of. 
As you can imagine my surprise when I tried Moment and really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, it's a blend of botanicals and adaptogens that promote alpha brainwaves, like those that arise during meditation. So you get that zen, that clarity. Moment's all natural, non-GMO, non-carbonated, no caffeine, no added sugar. And just so we're clear here, it's not a CBD drink. It's a brand new category. It was co-founded by a husband and wife duo, Fahim Kaji and Aisha Chotani. It just launched in June, and some of the ingredients they put in there is a L-theanine to improve focus, ashwagandha to reduce stress, and organic apple cider for vitality. Can't we all use more vitality these days? Moment comes in three flavors. There's Tulsi Lemon from Aisha's native Pakistan, Rooibos Blood Orange from Fahim's native South Africa, and Hibiscus Dragon Fruit from my native Southeast Asia. I'm kidding. I'm from Narnia. We all know that. Moment donates 1% of sales towards teaching mindfulness in schools through something called Calm Classroom. I guess they're doing it over Zoom now, but uh, the idea is to give the next generation the tools they need to de-stress, which is frightening to me that children need to de-stress. Anyway. Uh, Okay. If you don't have time to grab Moment, you can text 917-540-9646 and you'll get a free guided mini meditation just by texting. Just a little reminder to take a break and clear your mind every day. But if you want to get Moment, and I think you should, I'm telling you, it's working for me. So on Amazon Prime, $18 a six pack, or you can go to drinkmoment.com and they're going to be hitting retailers soon too. So there's that. What else? In 2006, Raj Peter Bakta transformed a dairy farm in Vermont into the home of Whistlepig. Whistlepig. Love it. One of the most successful premium whiskey brands in America. Raj sold Whistlepig in 2019 and started looking for the next big thing. And what he settled on was something he's called Bakta 50. It's one of the rarest spirits known to mankind. It's a blend of eight Armagnac vintages between 50 and 152 years old, which are finished in Isla Scotch. The blend is finished in Isla Scotch cast. So the, those Armagnac vintages that go in there are, in case you're keeping score at home, 1868, 1897, 1939, 1946, 1956, 63, 65, and 70. They only made 38 barrels available this year, which means, you know, it's $250 a bottle for Bakta 50. That's not cheap, but it's underpriced for what you're getting. Again, only 38 total bottles this year. And I think this Bakta is going to appreciate rapidly. You know, so collectors out there take note. As for the taste of it, I would say this simply. It's a brandy for whiskey lovers. On the nose, you're getting dried fruits like apricot and plum. Uh, there's this warm and welcoming whiff of peat smoke that comes from the Isla casks. Isla, of course, is an island off the west coast of Scotland where most of the peatiest whiskeys in the world come from. On the palate with Bakta 50, you're getting some more fruit and smoke. And then there's this really pleasant toffee, a little bit of mint in there as well. It's great stuff. Want to find out where to get it? Go to baktafarms.com. That's B-H-A-K-T-A farms.com. And finally, finally, and finally, our friends over at Evanston, Illinois-based distillery Few Spirits just released Few Immortal Rye. 
It's cash strength, few straight rye whiskey, proof to bottling strength with cold extracted eight immortals tea from a Denver-based tea purveyor called the Tea Spot. And I believe Immortal Rye is the first product to apply this proofing technique using tea. It's kooky, man. It's kooky. Now, if you're wondering who are the eight immortals, I hope I'm not one of them because I want to get the fuck out of here before the... Oh, there's my phone ringing. Sorry, I'm doing a podcast. There we go. I showed him. Um, What was I saying? Oh, I want to get the fuck out of here before all the shit house goes up in flames. Now, according to Chinese mythology, the eight immortals are said to have been born in the Shang dynasty. They live on a group of uh, islands in the Bohai Sea, which includes Mount Penglai. I guess that's where they hang out. You know, it's like Olympus or something. Uh, they represent the Taoist interest in achieving immortality. So they're, they're often associated with health and prosperity. You see their images at special occasions like weddings and birthdays. I jotted down some tasting notes. And it's a rye whiskey, so of course you're going to get plenty of spice. But what the tea brings is a melange of peach, honey, and dragon fruit. It's so damn delicious. And really, there's nothing like it on the market. $45 a bottle, and I recommend it. I think that's going to do it, folks. I think that's going to do it for this episode. And uh, this is a good one. I liked it. And of course, I want to thank... Pitbull for being on the show. What a good time with him. And I want to thank you for joining me. And I invite you to follow me at the imbiber on Instagram and Twitter. And I invite you to dance, motherfuckers. Dance. It's Mr. 305 checking in for the remix. You know, they had that 75 Street Brazil. Well, this year's going to be called Gaiocho. Que hola, cata. Que hola, omega. And this is how we going to do it.